Live from the Finley Toyota ESPN Las Vegas studios. They took it away. Now, Ed, we just did a segment that was so great that Jared sitting in the studio, instead of listening to us, retweeted a tweet that says, seriously, a monkey could bartend. This is the Press Box. The last two days on our opening segments, there's two segments we have for the best of. Now, you're probably going to have to play them on a loop because there's not a lot of best of on the show. We got to pay attention during these times. With Grady and Bischoff. Coming up next, we find out if monkeys can bartend. On ESPN Las Vegas. I don't know if I really sound like that. What? <laughs> Are you uh, doing the thing where you get weirded out by your own voice? Yeah, I don't know. How long have you been doing radio? <laughs> a long time. Shouldn't you be used to that by now? No, I just, I, I don't listen ever <laughs> until Jared plays those intros. And then I'm like, I don't know if I really sound like that. So purposely now I, I mean, will go with the deep voice because I don't want to go with the high voice. This is I'll not put, what you sound like at all. This is you're putting on a show. I'm putting on a deeper voice. <laughs> Two seconds from now, I'm going to go into the Irish brogue, and then it'll really be off the rails. Is this the similar to the thing that where Tyler doesn't think this is you? Whacking that thing around? That is me. Doesn't sound anything like you. <laughs> it's him! That's exactly like no. me. Whacking that How thing around. How do you around. think I got that audio? Yes, no, exactly. the Henderson Silver Knights game. I will die on that hill. <laughs> is that what that thing was? That's what I think it's from. It's not. You guys keep arguing with it's me not. that it's not. Uh, and I'm confident it is. I was is. whacking it around. Alright, here we go. ESPN 1100, 100.9 FM. Last show of the week. Christmas Eve. The we first bite. We, we got our timing down. Yeah. Uh, will Drew Locke end the Raiders' playoff hopes? No, Drew Locke's not coming in here and winning. The Raiders are a point and a half favorite. <laughs> are you kidding me? No, he's not coming in here and winning that old Drew Locke. Drew Locke is terrible. It's awful. He said something yesterday about, I've got to prove I'm a better passer. Yes, you do. (laughs) The Raiders are like, yes, you do. Please do so. I can't tell what would be a more fitting way for the Raiders to have their playoff hopes ended. Drew Locke this week throwing for five touchdowns and everybody being like, where the hell did that come from? Or Jonathan Taylor running for 300 yards a week from now? Oh, Drew Locke. That's the fitting way that it ends? Yes. Okay. Then that's how it's Jonathan Taylor could do that. He could. He essentially could run for 300 yards. Yes. No one thinks Drew Locke could ever throw five touchdowns against the Raiders. So Drew Locke is going to throw for five touchdowns in the Raiders' playoff hopes, and then the Raiders are going to hold Jonathan Taylor to 17 yards yes, on because 16 it won't, carries because it won't and, yeah. and be dominant. And But they already have been yeah mostly eliminated. So that's what's going to happen. As much as I will tell you the rest of this show that Drew Locke is terrible and the Raiders should be favored by more than a point and a half, just like I did when they went to Cleveland, this is how it's going to end. Drew Locke ends the Raiders. When we think, yep, it's lined up well for them again, Drew Locke ends yeah. the Raiders season. That's how you it happens. That. That's how well, it happens. That, that's, given their season and the drama and the up and downs, the roller coaster, that's kind of the more fitting in than just going to Indianapolis and losing to a team that you're supposed to lose to anyway yeah. and a running back who's supposed to run all over you anyway. So I think uh, I think this is I think this is would be appropriate if, in fact, they have to lose to go down to Drew Locke, who'll be in for Teddy Bridgewater. You have down here, I didn't realize this um, because I don't see them win on a consistent basis that much. Fangio hasn't done well against these guys. Fangio, like I didn't realize it was 4-1, yes. that guy. Since Vic Fangio became the head coach in Denver, Raiders are 4-1, and one, and they are winning by an average margin of 28.4 to 19.8, yeah. winning by more dominating them. than a touchdown. The last three games, the Raiders have put up over 30. 
against the Broncos with Vic Fangio there. And only like only once did the Broncos defense play well. And that was the one game the uh, Broncos won 16 to 15. Right. That was the one where John Gruden went for two rather than going into overtime in week 17 because both teams were eliminated. Well, from the, the game was over. So yeah. it's like no one wanted to wait yeah. around for that. Yeah. So that's it. So you look at it and like the Raiders offense has been bad the second half of the season. The last seven games, they've only put up over 20 points one time. And somehow it was against Dallas, like the best yeah. team they've played the yes. last seven games. But like the offense has been very bad, but recent history says they produce against a Vic Fangio Broncos defense. So it's an interesting spot where they've done very well against this team and this coach uh, versus how they've actually been performing recently, which is playing very, very poorly on offense, not putting the ball in the end zone with any consistency. Um, I don't know what happens here because the Raiders offense, you still don't have Darren Waller, which means the passing game as far as targets is Hunter Renfro, Hunter Renfro. and then, you know, Zay Jones, Zay Jones will make a play or two. Foster right. Moreau might make a play or two. Brian Edwards got a touchdown, but you're really only getting like five or six other plays from guys not named Hunter, Hunter Renfro. Renfro, which becomes tough to move the ball when you also can't run because your offensive line has been as bad as it's been this season. So I, I don't look at it and think the Raiders are going to have a big offensive day because of what we've seen the last seven weeks. And they've only had that happen once, but Denver hasn't been that good defensively this year. Um, they've had a lot of success against Vic Fangio in the last few matchups. There's a chance the Raiders do put up 30, although I wouldn't, I don't, I don't expect it, but there is some reason to think they could. I'm wondering how hurt Waller really is because these are critical, critical games. I yeah. mean, these, if he was, you know, 85%, 80%, you'd think he'd go because if, again, you had the stat the other day about the percentage. If they went out, it's like 96% right. that they're going to make the playoffs. These are really, really important games. So the fact Waller's not back yet, I don't know if I'm going to say incognito yet where we won't see him again. We're not going to see Jonathan Abram again because he's going to go under so shoulder surgery. But I think he's a lot more hurt than people are saying because I he's not going to be 100% when he comes back. But if he's in the 80 85 90 percent range he he would i would assume he'd be playing i gotta think we're at a point where he's he's done i mean well i mean he'd be playing if he i mean there's no question yeah. he would not be 100 percent, but he's not gonna be 100 percent anyway yeah like it's i at this point like why would we think he is coming right. back i mean the last of what there was no update uh when did besides no. talk two days ago no there was no update, he didn't update given many things on darren waller the last update we had on him was that he was on a treadmill and hadn't made it to the field. They're yet. all on treadmill. Yes, hadn't made it to the field yet. And so there's 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 like no chance he's playing this week, right? No. He didn't practice. No, he didn't practice again. No, there's no chance he's playing this week. So you have two weeks left in the season. Is he suddenly going from unable to get on the field and practice to hey he's back ready to go? I just I I think it's. I mean, you did it like in week two with Richie Incognito with hey, he's done for. Like until we actually see him, he's done for. I think it's fair to do that with Wallace. Really. Like, I, we have no evidence that he's actually going to be able to play the rest of this season. So, I don't know. And and the other part that I'm – here's the thing I'm curious about with, like, an IT band strain because that's what his injury was. He strained his IT band, which we learned runs from your hip to your knee. It It has to be more than just a pain tolerance thing, right? Yes. Because if it yes. was just pain tolerance – Oh, he'd shoot him up and he'd go. Well, actually, Jared had – Jared's like greatest question he's ever had on the show. 
what an IT band is? No, no, no. Because I didn't. When they, when they said an IT band, I had no clue what that. I, I go, do we all have one? No. For Darren Waller, for Max Crosby, guys that are sober and taking painkillers. Oh, yeah. And how. Uh, yeah, yeah. Right. So. That's the best one. <laughs> I, no, it was. Uh, neither of us had thought about it that he, you know, what pain, what's in pain pills and they're both recovering and sober so yeah that that made a lot of sense and if you can't take what they want to take give you to recover it's going to be a lot longer usually well and they want to give you stuff that it's like okay go work through it right and you're like right. I, I can't take that it only hurt a little this time yeah. if you take this so i'm i'm the other part because the part with darren waller is when you look at how the raiders are supposed to move the ball it's through the air like they have to have Derek carr do it and the weapons around him, they're just they're just not very good. Right. And so it's you don't have a great offensive line. Derek Carr's play has regressed, and the receivers he's throwing to outside Renfro. of Renfro are nothing special. Right. I mean, Foster Moreau made one good play last. I mean, Foster Moreau did make a really big play, the one where he stayed in bounds and then got that out. That was of at the end on the uh, final drive. Yeah, and yeah. I, we didn't talk about this on Monday. I thought Foster Moreau cost them the game because he could have gone out of bounds right away, but he stayed inbounds. And I was like, oh, God, he's going to get tackled inbounds yeah. and the clock is going to run out. But he actually stayed inbounds and got like 10 more yards and then got out of bounds. And it was that allowed them for the next pass to get him in the field yeah. goal range. He gets tackled inbounds. They got a lineup. No. They got like one more play. They, no. they could have gotten one more he's snap. He's it to the end zone. Right. But that was it, and I was like, "Oh God, Foster Moreau totally screwed them." But it ended up along with the out two drops. Well. Yes, those are, those hurt too. But that's it. Like you're not getting any sort of game breaking plays. And then on top of that, I'd have to go find who tweeted it. I forgot. But yesterday, somebody tweeted out a stat: Darren Waller is like top five league in percentage of uh, routes where he gets bracketed. Yeah, and yeah. It's, it was like Devontae Adams. Darren Waller and even Hunter Renfro's up there in the top ten too. Like really, but but it's because well, now well now now they're bracketing him because right. there's no Darren Waller. Well, what would you you're like? Yeah, <laughs> take him there's away. Just an extra guy out there. Right. Like, yeah. what do I do? Yeah. Exactly, I'll cover him too. So like you know, if Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro were both out there, you can't bracket two right. guys on the same play, and you know one of those guys is going to get some form of single coverage or more favorable coverage, and that's good for Derek Carr and good for the offense. But when there's only one of them. I, if I if I'm a defense, I'm saying, yeah, bring on Foster sure. Moreau, bring on Zay Jones. I'm really worried about those guys beating right. me. Like, I, yeah, well, hell, we'll leave Foster Moreau open. He'll drop half of them. <laughs> It'll be fine. It'll work out well for us. So, at this point, I think we take the Richie Incognito stance you took in Week Two, which was Darren Waller. This this guy's done until we see him. Until we actually see him on the field. I don't care about treadmills. I don't care about updates and if he's questionable or not until this guy's like back on the field at practice there's no reason they to love treadmills at the Raiders I saw Richie Incognito on one in week two I see I've yet to see him on another treadmill but he was <laughs> on in week two he was on the treadmill walking gingerly yeah so there's your offense you're playing Denver you've roasted Vic Fangio most of the time you've played him but the Raiders haven't well, really beat anybody recently the so good part here then is Drew Locke don't for five touchdowns <laughs> If that guy throws for five touchdowns, man, that would be the ultimate killer. Eliminated from the playoffs because of Drew Locke. Huge picture of him. Maybe a huge picture of him in a Raiders uniform next year. Oh, Drew on the Locke front page, of the, front page of the Review Journal. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, is he available? That'd be I, great. I assume he is. Is the Raiders' future locked in? L O C K hyphen E D. Locked in. Call, call the editors out. Yes. We're, we're about to. 
for a break. Your Monday front page is done. You don't even need to worry about what happens in the game. It's done. Even if the Raiders win 38-10. to 10, It's locked done. In. All right, coming up next. You ready for a college football national championship to be decided by a forfeit? Gentlemen, I've got to tell you, I woke up last night from an awful nightmare. I kept hearing the same commercials over and over again. Nova Home Loans. Dollar Loan Center. It's Paul Powell! <laughs> My God, can you guys come up with some new sponsors for Pete's sake? Um, I really don't have anything bad to say about Ed Graney, except that he looks like every uncle I have who absolutely gets hammered on Thanksgiving. Um, who and what does Tyler Bischoff have on all of you to stay employed at that radio station? I mean, naked photos? Really, I mean, there has to be something. Steve, um, Silver 7s and Twin Twin Peaks just called. They want their deposit back. Um, they didn't think it was possible for no one to come to your weekly shows, but you proved them wrong. I will say you're consistent, Steve. You have been rude and miserable to everyone for the last 20 years in Vegas, so why stop now? Hey, Adam, Princeton plays at Harvard in men's basketball on January 2nd. Please start handicapping that game tonight at 3.30 in the morning. <laughs> Lastly, how is it possible that most all of the employees at ESPN Radio Las Vegas all have faces that look like dad bods? Happy Festivus, everyone! Live from the Finley Toyota ESPN Las Vegas studios, this is The Press Box with Graney and Bischoff. Yesterday was Festivus on Cofield and Company. Are you the uncle that gets hammered at every Thanksgiving or Christmas? It's, I mean, it's a nice line, but it doesn't fit because I don't drink. But you look so like guess, that. So I guess maybe and that's even worse. Like maybe I should get hammered so I look like that because if I still look like that and like are drinking water all night, that's not a good thing. So good for him. Do you have pictures of people? Yeah, of course. Okay. How else would I be here? Okay. It's the only way to get here. Blackmail everybody. <laughs> it's great. It's phenomenal work. So Festivus for him. was yesterday. Uh, we'll have a few more of those throughout the show. Uh, best show of the year on this station. No doubt about it. Now. In college football, we have had Texas A&M pull out of the Gator Bowl due to COVID-positive tests. They were supposed to play Wake Forest. The Gator Bowl is trying to find a replacement. The Athletic reported last night that Rutgers could be that replacement. That still has to be finalized. Uh, Rutgers went 5-7 and seven this year, was not a bowl team, uh, but now they could be. There was apparently some conversations about having a team like San Diego State or Utah State, who already played a bowl game, that could then turn around and play about a week later in the Gator Bowl. But the bigger news or the bigger question is about the national championship and the playoff semifinals. The college football playoff committee said yesterday that the championship game can be moved back from January 10th to January 14th if needed, but the semifinals will not be rescheduled. So if one of the four teams going into a semifinals has a COVID outbreak, that team has to forfeit and its opponent will advance to the championship game. And if there is an outbreak before the championship game among one of the two teams, and it can't be played on the 10th through the 14th, our national champion will be determined by, by a, COVID by a forfeit. Yep. Wow. So 
And they're not replacing anyone in the Final Four like they are with Wake Forest. No, they are not, not calling happening. in. Hey, Baylor, stop preparing yes. for the one bowl. You might be in the national championship semifinal. They should do that. If the, if a whole semifinal gets wiped out, well, if Baylor, yes. Ole Miss, Sugar Bowl should just be a yeah, semifinal. Yeah, just should be a semifinal. Just take the next two ranked teams because those teams usually play after the semifinals. They're usually like January 1 and, and those dates because you have to have a bunch of bowls on January 1 and just take the Sugar Bowl and say you're in the semis now, yeah. whoever the next two ranked teams are. Even though Ole Miss might have some COVID problems, so the Sugar Bowl might not <laughs> happen either. <laughs> so, like, the, I mean, bowl games are one thing. Yeah, it's fine. It's fun for those teams and those kids, but, like, we don't really care too much if the Gator Bowl gets played or not. That's not really a big deal. It's going to really suck oh. if we have, even like, just a semifinal game wiped out. Like, imagine if, like, oh, yeah, uh, Michigan, they can't play, so Georgia's just in the championship game. Or like, oh, yeah, Cincinnati, a group of five team finally makes it. Oh, Cincinnati can't play. Oh, they got a COVID outbreak. They can't even play Alabama. The one team you didn't mention right there, because that lunatic has them completely sequestered right now, is Alabama. Of the four, if you told me which one won't have a COVID outbreak, it'll be that guy's team. They actually, I, they have a few coaches that have tested positive over the last Recently? couple of days. Yeah, last couple of days. So That's shocking. He's yeah. fired those guys immediately. I, I want to say Nick Saban said earlier this week that uh, most of his team got the booster shot as well. Uh, <laughs> he had them lined up at the CVS, man. That guy said, no. get down to the CVS right now and get that booster. I think CVS came to, came yeah, to, I was they came to, to the facility. They came to him. <laughs> he put a call in. So... That's where we are. David was giving football. out the shots himself. Yes. <laughs> Is the playoff could be ruined because of COVID. Now, here's a fun question for you. If we go back to the Gator Bowl for a second, would you, if you were San Diego State or Utah State, one of these teams that have already played in a bowl game, would you want to turn around and play another bowl game a week later against Wake Forest? I think I'd want to because you're in the mode of preparing, right? Like Rutgers, when's the last time they played? Where are their kids right, right. now? And have they even had a, taken a lap? I mean, that's almost dangerous. And that's like the big question is, because there were there was another team, Shad Khan was apparently pushing for Illinois, where he went to school to be a replacement okay. for the game. When, when did they play? Right, and that's that's the thing. is like if if you didn't make a bowl game, you haven't been, I mean, maybe you've been lifting, but you haven't been out on fields. Right. Those co those coaches have been recruiting. Right. You're not in game preparation. No. You're not in game shape. And like, take UNLV as an example, their best player transferred <laughs> to Michigan State. Like the transfer portal exists and kids were in the transfer portal as soon as, well, some were in before the season ended, but as soon as the season ended. So yeah, it's like, if you didn't qualify for a bowl game, it is like, okay, who's left? How how much shape I would ask how people well who played this week. Yeah, that, that's do you want to play again? Because right. you're in mode of, you, you, you know, maybe you've broken up for a day, but you get those kids back like in the next day and they could just prepare for another game. Right. And that's sort of the why Utah State or San Diego State right, was sort of mentioned played. as possible teams because, yeah, you call up a team who's went five and seven, but all their kids are home for Christmas because it happens two days from now. Yeah. Then, yeah, where where are they actually? Could we not me get a team together? I mean, he could get up 22 guys. <laughs> Would he want to? Oh, yeah. Would he? Would Marcus Arroyo want to play a bowl game? Have that on the resume? Gator Bowl? Gator Bowl lost by 56? Well, I mean, in, in the bowl, you get the watches and the prizes and all the gifts. His, his best players with Mel Tucker in <laughs> Michigan, at Michigan State. You think that defense is stopping anybody? <laughs>
Do you get all the all the bull swag? If you're... I'm sure if you show up, sure they'll give you the swag. <laughs> Whoever shows, it's yeah, a race. I mean, Rutgers players. I mean, it's it might a... be dangerous and, and to their health, but they're going to get the swag for sure. It's a race to Jacksonville. The first yeah. five and seven team that gets there gets the gets bull a, swag. Gets all the bull swag. The shirts gets the the, the PS five, yeah. the watch, and whatever yep. else they're giving out. <laughs> that would absolutely stink if we can't get the two semifinals. Oh, it'd be I mean, you could, like he said, you could push the championship back. I don't. I mean, that would be. I'd keep pushing that back to get a championship game. But if you don't, if you get a team that forfeits into it, that's going to be horrible. That, oh, by the way, the idea that they can only push the championship game back to January fourteenth—that's got to be a lie, right? Well, I mean, it's one game. Why can't they play it when they want? Right. And like, sure, building availability, but like, surely you can be like, oh, ah, you yeah. could find a place to play that. We'll find a January 16th, yes. 17th, 18th. Exactly. Like, if it like, if it had to be like, okay, if one team had like a massive outbreak, like a day before the game, then okay, I could understand saying this is going to take a while. We might need to cancel it. But like, if a team has an outbreak and it's like, you know, we might be ready January 16th. Then you play it. I mean, you should. They're saying 10th to 14th. Right. I don't know. Are they really going to say can... no? no? No championship game because you have to be ready no. by the 14th. It's, it's an arbitrary date. I anyway. don't even know where they yeah where they come up with the numbers. You could do it whenever you want because obviously you get a venue to play in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hell, I'm sure we'll host it. Oh, yes. <laughs> Mark Davis, we're taking that too. <laughs> well, yeah, of course. Like, it's, I just, I, I'm sure it would be a logistical, you know, problem to figure it out but it's the national championship game it's not like some random non-conference game in september it's the most important game of the entire year and if oh it can't be played by january 14th you're just going to say no game at all i don't think that's going to happen i, I would be surprised if yet. it did too so hopefully those four teams um for the sake of our entertainment, lock all those kids up, deliver their yes. food, just through Get a little slot in the door. Get them boosters. No positive tests. Let's have some college football playoffs. Who declares themselves, if it does get canceled, who declares themselves national champion? Because I guarantee, <laughs> guarantee mm. Alabama. Cincinnati. They're the only undefeated team. Oh, oh, that's right. They'd be buying rings. I would, too. Yeah. I went undefeated. Only undefeated team. I'd be buying rings. I'd be putting up the banner. Oh, yeah. Cincinnati. Claim it. Whoever wins the Sugar Bowl, Baylor and Ole Miss, that's your yeah, national exactly. champion. <laughs> that's your new national champion. <laughs> All right. Coming up next, Jeff Erickson from Roto-Wire is here. He's going to answer your fantasy football questions. You can text them in now to 69187. That's our text line. If you've got fantasy football questions for your semifinal Text them into 69187. Make sure you preface your message with ESPN. Just type ESPN, whatever your question is, and send it to 69187. Big win. You guys are still in the playoff hunt. Just how important was this? Well, you know, pregame shows and all those kind of things are on, and they're playing in my future and playing everybody's future already. And, uh, you know, I don't think that we're done yet. You know, we have a long way to go. Uh, we haven't been perfect, but we're still in it. And as long as we have a chance, you still have to put the ball down and play. I'm just thankful for that opportunity that we're in December and we're still playing meaningful games. You're sitting in the press box with Graney and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. Follow them on Twitter at Ed Graney and Bischoff underscore Tyler. Real quick here before we go, Jeff. Are his brothers telling him what's on the pregame show? Yes. Shouldn't he be warming up? No, no. What in the world is he talking about pregame shows for? Yeah. Get out and warm up. David and Darren sent him a text message of oh, exactly what everybody said be. Oh, yeah, right before be. the game. Yeah. Joining us now is Jeff Erickson from Roto-Wire. If you've got fantasy football questions, now is the time to ask them. We have our text line 69187 is the number. 
ask your fantasy football questions. Make sure you put ESPN before your message. Type ESPN, whatever your fantasy football question is. Send us 69187. We will ask Jeff Erickson. Uh, Jeff, I'm asking you solely for my team because it's a train wreck, but somehow I'm in the semifinals. Which of these three receivers should I start? A.J. Brown, Brandon Ayuk, Devontae Parker, or Russell Gage? Um, you know, Brown's a tricky one there because he's coming back from the injury. Uh, I think I, I think I sit Ayuk. Uh, you know, he, he, he could go off, it's possible, but he could also get two targets like he did last week. That's the tricky part about him. Uh, you know, I, I think it's going to come down to the wire. I want to find out a little bit more on Brown, but it's, that, that's, it's Brown versus Ayuk, and that's the tricky one. You know, we'll, we'll find out whether or not he's active. If he's active, you're going to play him, though. Am I paranoid for wanting to play Ayuk and sit Parker simply because Parker plays on Monday and he could test positive for COVID by then and I wouldn't have anybody to play in that spot? You know, that's not not that bad of an instinct. And New Orleans is hardly a great matchup. You could sit Parker. I, I'd be fine with sitting Parker. Um, and, yeah, you, you, I think Brown's going to dictate the whole thing. He's the fulcrum here that everything which, uh, turns on here. If Brown plays, you're going to play him, and then you're going to play Gage for sure, especially against Detroit. Um, so then I think it's, it does come down to IU versus Parker. I can see, I can get behind that. Um, it's, it's pretty much a coin toss there between those two to begin with. And yeah, you get the guy, you know, the burden hand. So I'm okay with that. Jeff, you guys over at Rotowire did some free agent targets. Uh, I know there's a lot of people out there bummed, myself included, of some of the injuries, uh, getting to the semifinals and just, you know, whether it's Fournette or whoever, uh, injuries taking guys down. Who are some of these targets that maybe people are like, you know, either who's that or should I really pick them up for the playoffs? Oh, the big uh, target this week has to be Justin Jackson with Austin Eckler going on the COVID IR yesterday. Finally. Uh, you know, on Monday they were like, oh, he's going to go on the COVID IR. Uh, no, he's not. Uh, and then they, you know, he missed practice, and then finally, okay, yeah, he's going on the COVID IR after all. Uh, so I, that, that's one that I think Justin Jackson is the top target. Gabriel Davis, uh, wide receiver for the Bills, if he didn't get picked up last week, you know, and it's possibly did, but if he didn't, go get him because now you're looking at uh, no Cole Beasley and probably no Emmanuel Sanders. Don't love the match against the Pats, but Davis can play. He's a good player. So I like him as a pickup. Uh, I, I like, uh, you know, Tyler Johnson. And, you know, as a, you know, just to check, just to make sure, go see if Antonio Brown's available. You know, if he's available, he's a top pickup. Uh, 69187 is the text line. First question, Javante uh, Williams or James Conner? Uh, Javante Williams. Uh, both are a little banged up. I trust Williams a little bit more right now than Conner in terms of health. Uh, 69187 is the text line. If you've got fantasy football questions for Jeff Erickson, you can send them in right now at 69187. Make sure you preface that with ESPN. Here's a two-parter for you. Uh, Kyle Pitts or Dallas Goddard at tight end, and then whoever you don't like out of those two, should they start at flex over Melvin Gordon? Uh, yeah, Gordon didn't practice yesterday. Watch that one closely. Uh, Goddard for, uh, over Pitts. Uh, although the, the rumors of you know Pitts is going to end up having a thousand yard season in his rookie year, which I know he's only had one touchdown so far, but he's actually you know as far as rookie tight ends go, he's had a really good year. But uh, yeah, with, with Gordon versus Pitts, it comes down to like what his Gordon's practice activity is on Friday. You'll, fortunately, you'll have the time to find that out. Uh, but if he's a game time decision, if he's questionable, just go ahead and take just go with Pitts. 69187 is the text line. Another one, Amon uh, Ross St. Brown or Marquise Brown? Uh, Battle of the Browns. Um, I would go with, 
I'm, I'm checking my rankings just to be sure. I've got a back-to-back in my rankings. Gil Marquise. We don't know if Jared Goff's going to play, and if Jared Goff doesn't play, then Amon Ra has to be downgraded some. Uh, depending on who you have, are, are there avoids this week? Do you look in your rankings and just say avoid, whether it be on, uh, the matchup or how a guy's played lately? You know, uh, yeah, there's a few. Uh, there's always some guys that I'm kind of like, I, I get cold on. Uh, and, you know, so I think, you know, PJ Moore is a guy that I'm not thrilled to start this week, even though he might get decent volume against Bucks, but because, you know, Matt Rowe doesn't have any clue what's gonna, what he's going to need as a quarterback. He's, Cam's going to start, but Darnold's going to play. Last week is, you know, we got to have P.J. Walker play some. Oh, great. Um, and it's hurt more. It's hurt Robbie Anderson all year. Uh, Moore's a fine player. There's nothing wrong with him. It's just the quarterback situation is just a dumpster fire there. How high is Tyler Huntley in your rankings if Lamar Jackson does, in fact, miss this week? And I'm assuming he does miss, by the way. I have him at 14. Uh, I'm ranking him as if Lamar's not going to play. Uh, so I've got him at 14, and you can make the case that he belongs close to the top 10. Uh, what are you doing with the Detroit backfield where uh, Craig Reynolds is coming off a monster game, but DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams might be back this week? Uh, yeah, I'm, Again, this is a, uh, a wait to the practice report sort of situation. You know, one good thing for Reynolds is he did get picked up for the rest of the season, which also guarantees giving him a contract for next year. Got to like seeing that. Uh, Williams, he was reinstated on Monday. We'll see what the practice activity is the rest of this week. Uh Swift was limited in his return to practice. I'm a little skeptical that Swift's going to play. I, there's zero reason to rush him back. He's got to be like 100% healthy if, if he's playing in front of Detroit. And even then, like, you know what you have in Swift? Uh, I, it's hard to tell an athlete not to play because the game means nothing, but it really does mean nothing. Um, it might be behoove them more just to kind of get him healthy for the rest for next season. So we'll see. Uh, you know, right now, I'm leaning against starting Reynolds, though. So. Uh, I don't know if the Giants have an NFL quarterback, but um, they're at, at Philadelphia. Does that hurt people like Kyle Rudolph and maybe Ingram? Yeah, it does. I, you know, Rudolph's not on my not on my radar. Uh, I mean, I can see it. He's also banged up in his own right too. He's got an ankle issue, so it was limited in practice. If it's Glennon, I think it's abandoned. I'll hope he's winner here. Um, but uh, you know, Galladay, I think you could start in a pinch. Uh, Barkley and Booker, I guess. Uh, but I, I'm not thrilled to start any of the pass-catching options, let's put it that way. Uh, 69187 is the text line. Preface your message with ESPN. Uh, Jeff Erickson from Rotowire will answer them. Taysom Hill or Kirk Cousins or pick up Jimmy Garoppolo? I can Taysom Hill. Uh, you know, you're getting that rushing floor almost every single week. I know it didn't happen in the, in the, the Sunday night game against the Bucks. That was a weird game, though. Uh, it's the first time Taysom Hill didn't score two touchdowns in a start. Uh, first time he hasn't had 20 points in a fantasy game uh, since in, in seven starts. So I, I would I view that as the uh, anomaly and not the uh, the signal. Uh, Six nine one eight seven is the text line. Jacoby Myers or Mecole Hardman? If Tyree Kill doesn't play Hardman. Uh, if Tyree Kill does play, then Myers. You know, you've done this a really, really long time, and we get to this place near every time with playoffs and injuries. But COVID has added a new you know, kind of realm to this thing. Is this the worst it's been? Have you seen worse years in yeah. terms of you get to the semis and people are like, hey, I won the league, and now I'm, like, favored to have 80 points because everyone's hurt? Even early on in the season when COVID wasn't the predominant issue when it was injuries, people were talking about how historically bad it was. Now you add in all these COVID issues here in the last two weeks, uh, it, it, it's ridiculous. Uh, we're seeing good teams getting knocked out of the playoffs. First of all, 
Here, here's a, here's a if you have more than four teams, and I beg of this as commissioners, if you have more than four teams make the playoffs, okay, fine. But you got to make sure those top two teams get a bye. Uh, you know, don't go one versus eight in the playoffs. Unless you're in like a 16 team race, then maybe I could see it. Don't make those top two teams play that extra round of the playoffs. There's already enough variance in fantasy football to begin with there. Give them that bye week. Um, I, I strongly believe that. Uh, okay. So if, you, if you're a top, if top two seed and you got knocked out last week because of the shenanigans, I feel for you. The one seed in my league had Tom Brady. Unfortunately, he did get a bye, so he didn't get punished for Tom <laughs> Brady being terrible. Uh, yeah, Tom Brady pit, uh, throwing to like eighth graders out there because all his top <laughs> options were gone. Um, it, you know, and I did downgrade him some. I have him at seven. Uh, normally, he's a top two or three guy, but but you know, no Evan, probably no Evans, definitely no Godwin, definitely no Fournette. Uh, we'll see what version of Antonio Brown comes back, but and we'll see if Evans plays. But I, I don't think he'll play either. So it, he's going to be hamstring again this week too. The Raiders are four and one against Vic Fangio. What does that do to Derek Carr this week? It doesn't, it, it's not necessarily because of Carr, uh, but uh, he did, although he did play well in Denver last time. Interesting, because Vic Fangio just ties all these good quarterbacks in knots. Um, he's the reason, one of the reasons why the NFL is down in passing this year. Everyone's ate his system, uh, the two deep safeties and that umbrella. And I'll tell you, it's, it's really uh, it's really put a damper on the game. He, you know, last week was one of the worst watchability weeks of the NFL ever. There were 39 touchdowns on Sunday, the lowest since 1979 in any, any Sunday where there's been 10-plus games. Jeff Erickson with us. A few more fantasy questions for you. Hunter Henry or Julio Jones? Henry, I just don't trust Julio to stay healthy through the whole game. Uh, and then uh, A.J. Dillon or Jeff Wilson? This is a close call. Um, I'd go, I go Dillon. I think Cleveland's just so racked by COVID and injuries and dealing with a short week that I think that Green Bay is going to run frequently against them. But um, Wilson's getting going to get another full start with Elijah Mitchell out. So um, I, I think it's but I, I think it's tougher to run against Tennessee. They're on the road in a short week. I think it's going to be a tough matchup for uh, Wilson. I know the Niners are as good as anybody at running against anyone, but uh, I think it, I'd go Dylan over Wilson. It's a close call, though. Aaron Rodgers or Jalen Hurts? <laughs> Thank you, Jared. Um, <laughs> let's go Rogers this week. Uh, Hurts was awesome though on Monday night or Tuesday. Excuse me. Uh, they're they're both top ten quarterbacks. Good problem to have. I'm going to go Rogers though. Uh, I don't think we ever had a question like this, but on our text line, defensive players, Kyle Duggar or Kenny Moore. You got any idea? Uh, um, not. I, I, you know, I, I don't play a whole lot of IDP. I, uh, you know, Duggar get, gets uh, the Bills, obviously. Just came off the COVID list. Uh, you know, looking at, you know, he's a decent, you know, he's a decent source of tackles. Uh, as, as opposed to more, you know, more you're kind of hoping from the interception. You know, he, although as a corner, he gets more tackles than one would think. Uh, you know, against Arizona, uh, I, I think I'm going to go. I think I go uh, Duggar, but man, it, it, it's a pretty much a coin flip there. You look at the tackle stats; they're pretty close to each other. Well, he is Jeff Erickson from RotoWire. Jeff, as always, we appreciate Happy you. Happy holidays, brother. You bet. Take care, guys. Take care. So, Jeff yeah. Erickson from RotoWire answering your fantasy football questions as the semifinals are here. Or Jared, what are you in? Your weird. Your league is weird. This is the final week somehow. The playoffs? You, are you a telling me season? you're you do, not the playoffs yet? You do a two-week 
semifinal and a one-week championship? No, we do a two-week championship, but we start our we started it like we started your playoff started on Halloween. Yeah, we've been in the play. <laughs> I've been in the playoffs for like a solid month and a half, <laughs> and I won somehow. La- my my semifinal. Well, no, I, yeah, I, I won my semifinal game three hundred to three hundred. <laughs> All right, we've got. What do we have this week? Is it $200? I need to double check this. Dollar Loan Center Friday football frenzy on a Thursday because we're not on tomorrow. 200 bucks on the line. We're going to give you three NFL games. You got to call in and pick the winner of those three games. No point spreads, just the winner. 702-364-1100 is the phone number. If you think you can pick three games, you could take home $200 thanks to Dollar Loan Center. Chuck, my problem with the three clowns you have on in the morning they can't say more than three words to a sentence without using a word like. It's like this. They threw the ball like this. He caught the ball like this. Tell those guys to get a vocabulary, learn some other words than like, and maybe they'll say something that people will listen to. We're back to the Press Box Morning Show with Ed Graney and Tyler Bischoff. Be part of the conversation on the Finley Kia text line at 69187. Finley Kia, come see a Kia on West Sahara. I like like that call. Yeah, it's a good one. It is like the Dollar Loan Center Friday football frenzy on like a Thursday. Joining us now, Matt's got a shot at 200 bucks. Uh, We got three games for you, Matt. You picked the winner of all three. You're taking home 200 bucks thanks to Dollar Loan Center. First game for you is Colts at Cardinals. Oh, uh, let's go Cardinals. All right. Second game, Bears at Seahawks. The Seahawks. And your final game, Broncos at Raiders. Let's go. Let's go Raiders. All right. That's right. Nobody believes in Drew. Home Locke. teams. Home All right. Teams. So Cardinals, Seahawks, Raiders. All three win. You're taking home $200. Good luck, Matt. Thank you, guys. Good luck, buddy. I like your picks. <laughs> so, those are the three picks in Dollar Loan Center Friday Football Frenzy on a Thursday. Uh, Festivus, good calls. I enjoy yeah, us getting fun, ripped, man. getting yeah. made fun of. Um, do we say like a lot? I say um a lot. I am fully aware that mm. I say um a lot. You say oh boy, and at the end of the day, quite I, a bit. I blame Alex Petrangelo for oh boy. Of when after he said that, I say that all the time. I don't know about like we might. I, I, I listening to that hadn't heard that. So should we do an entire segment do. in Valley Girl? Maybe we do. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm now in our heads. We're gonna be like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> we're, gonna be, we're going to be searching for that word and thinking about it. I mean, by eight fifteen, we'll be done thinking about yes. it. We won't. We won't put another thought into if we say like a lot or <laughs> we, not. Genuinely, Ed forgets every time I play the shipping chicks. <laughs> yes, I don't know what that's about. I'm shipping chicks in yellow envelopes. <laughs> like yellow envelopes. So yeah, Festivus calls yesterday. We'll have some more of those throughout the show. We're going to be joined by Cassie Soto at 830 today. We moved her up a day in the week. Did you see, though, the proposal fail at the Miami Dolphins game. I read about this, and I'm reading about it again. So someone proposed to Christine during a Jets-Dolphins game, but when they put on the video board, Christine, will you marry me? He was not in his seat. Which, if she it's was. a proposal, I have to believe he paid for it. Mm-hmm. 
And I absolutely have to believe they told them when it was coming There's up. There's some communication yes. as to like, hey, yes. second quarter. Keep an eye out. Yeah, not like, yeah, we don't know when it's going to be. <laughs> Just be ready. Like, <laughs> literally, yes, paid for a proposal on the video board and then went to the bathroom. Got and the, so loaded yeah. during the pregame. <laughs> and you're so scared to do it. The best part is Christine was there. Christine was in the seat. Did she realize it was her? Right, yes. And she just apparently started saying, like, oh no, oh no. <laughs> and because she was that's how she found out she was getting proposed to, and the guy wasn't there anymore. So, yes. Very good uh, fail on a stadium proposal. That is right up Cassie Soto's alley. Even though she's now engaged, she doesn't have to worry about that. But that's what it is. Um, is there anything worse than a. Jets Dolphins game to do that at? <laughs> no. Like the no. Texans and Jags played yeah. last week. I think that's the only way it gets worse.